Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Microsoft invests billions in OpenAI. What does that mean for healthcare? My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite, two great companies. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are working to give back. We will be partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community. We are already at 10,000 for the year, and we ask you to join us. Hit our website, and in the top banner, you will see a logo for our Lemonade Stand. Click on that and give today. We believe in the generosity of our community, and we thank you in advance. All right, got an email. Somebody asked me a question, found an article, thought I'd share it with you. This article's from January 23rd, TechCrunch, and it's Microsoft invests billions more dollars in OpenAI extends par partnership. And at the end of sharing some of the article, I'm gonna tell you what I think it means. Microsoft today said it's extending its partnership with OpenAI, the startup behind text generating AI systems like ChatGPT and Dolly and GPT-3. With a multi-year, multi-billion dollar investment, OpenAI says that the infusion of new capital, the exact amount of which wasn't disclosed, will be used to continue its independent research and develop AI that's safe, useful, and powerful. The optics aren't the best for Microsoft, which just last week announced plans to lay off 10,000 employees as part of the broader cost-cutting measures. But they, let's see, they'd been telegraphed by the company earlier this month in an interview with the Wall Street Journal. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said that Microsoft planned to make OpenAI's foundational systems available as commercial platforms so that any entity in any industry can build on them. In fact, he was quoted at Davos as essentially saying that they intend to incorporate it into all of their technologies. So... So anyway, it's going to be pretty extensive. It's not just a search thing. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. It's pretty extensive. It goes on. OpenAI will remain capped profit company as part of a new investment deal with Microsoft under the model. Backers returns are limited to 100 times their investment or possibly less in the future. In a blog post, Microsoft said that it will increase its investments in the deployment of specialized supercomputing systems to accelerate OpenAI's research and integrate OpenAI systems with its products while introducing new categories of digital experiences. The tech giant's Azure cloud platform will continue to be OpenAI's exclusive cloud provider, powering the startup's workloads across research products and API services. Yeah, and so this is one of the things that it's going to require extensive computing power. It's been estimated that a chat GPT search, which is which runs on the OpenAI platform, takes about seven times the computing power as a Google search. All right, so you're talking big 
capacity, specialized chips, so forth and so on to run this. And Microsoft is well positioned to do that with their data centers. And it goes on. Microsoft was previously rumored to be pre preparing a chat GPT integration with Bing search results, as well as bringing OpenAI's language AI technology into apps like Word, PowerPoint, and Outlook. Several years ago, Microsoft owned GitHub, jointly developed and launched Copilot, a code generation AI system, and Microsoft has incorporated OpenAI innovation, including GPT-3 and Dolly into apps and services like Power App, Microsoft Edge, and the forthcoming Designer. The efforts build on Microsoft's OpenAI years of close collaboration. In 2019, Microsoft announced that it would invest $1 billion in OpenAI, roughly half in the form of Azure credits to jointly develop new technologies for the Azure platform and further extend OpenAI's large-scale AI capabilities. In exchange, OpenAI agreed to license some of its intellectual property to Microsoft, which the company would subsequently commercialize and sell to partners and train and run AI models on Azure as OpenAI worked to develop next-gen computing hardware. A year later, Microsoft revealed it, it built on Azure-hosted OpenAI co-designed supercomputer that at a time was among the most powerful machines in the world. Then in 2021, Microsoft launched Azure OpenAI services and offering design to give enterprises access to OpenAI's systems, including GPT-3, along with security compliance, governance, and other business-focused features. Let's see, New York Times reports Microsoft invested an additional $2 billion in OpenAI between 2019 and 2023. The tech giant also became a key backer of OpenAI's startup fund, OpenAI's AI-focused venture and tech incubator program. Da, da, da. A couple of quotes. Sources previously reported that Microsoft was looking to net 49% stake in OpenAI, valuing the company around $29 billion. Don't really need to know the numbers for what we're going to talk about. Let's see. To blame are the high costs of training, developing, and running. OpenAI is under pressure to turn a profit on products like ChatGPT. The startup expects to make $200 million in 2023 from licensing and premium products like ChatGPT Professional, a pittance compared to the billions of dollars that have been invested in it so far. To blame are the high cost of training, developing, and running large AI systems. According to Altman, ChatGPT's operating expenses alone are eye-watering amount, amounting to a few cents per chat in compute costs. As of early December, ChatGPT had over a million users. Meanwhile, GPT-3 is estimated to have cost millions of dollars to launch. OpenAI and Microsoft, by extension, face steep legal challenges that threaten to impede the growth of the AI of their new AI explorations. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office recently moved to revoke copyright protection for an AI-generated comic, saying copyrightable works require human authorship and Microsoft GitHub and OpenAI are currently being sued in a class action lawsuit that accuses them of violating copyright laws by allowing Copilot, the aforementioned code generating system, to regurgitate sections of licensed code without providing credit. So there's some legal actions, there's some other stuff, the article goes on. But the question at hand for today is Microsoft's investment in OpenAI and OpenAI in general, ChatGPT, Dolly, what does this have to do with healthcare and is there an opportunity here? Well, first of all, I think this investment really solidifies the approach. Microsoft believes strongly in this approach. They're going to incorporate it 
in a lot of different products. Not it, it will start with their web search, but it will then move to just about every product that, that they have. So, you know, the, so Microsoft's approach to this is going to be expansive. They are going to be looking at incorporating into Word, Excel, into coding, as you heard, into search, into Bing. And so I think our conversations with Microsoft will become more dynamic. I think there's uh, great conversations to be had with them about what it looks like to utilize our data sets to educate it and to build models that make the clinician's life easier, potentially interact with the uh, consumer, right? Think about this. It's, It's responding in a in a way that is uh, conversational, right? If our health system could create bots that were conversational and providing really high quality data back to our patients around health, we could increase the number of interactions we're having with patients around their health, around the food they're taking into their bodies, around the decisions they're making with regard to exercise and other things. Not that it should provide health information, and that's one of the things they actually steer away from on a lot of these AI models, but there's a whole lot of information that we do a Google search on today and get, let's just say, less than great information back. I mean, highly qualified information because Google searches have been fine-tuned over the years but maybe not as specific and we have a lot of sites to choose from and maybe we choose the wrong site and we get less than stellar information. If we could educate the open AI models with, I don't know, with the, let's say journals from the American Medical Association, let's say, you know, the, the kind of things that doctors are reading. If we could have open AI look at that and understand that, well, understand that's a little a little strong, but be able to provide basics. Let's not say, you know, flat out health care information back to patients, but health information back to patients. Things like, you know, what should the average weight be of a 50-year-old male who is this height? You know, what what can, you know, what, anyway, you get the picture. It's conversational, it comes back. So it's a little different in how it interacts. And I think a little more dynamic in how it interacts. You know, in terms of search, one of the things that Google has made strides over the years, and, and Google faces a lot of things. This morning, there was an announcement that the Department of Justice is coming after Google to essentially split out their advertising business, that they have too much of a control over the advertising business. And that's not what this is about, but essentially... They have done a good job in when you search for certain things, they will actually present your doctors. They will present appointments and those kind of things. Now, we have to pay for such things to be presented in Google. And that's, I think, why the DOJ is going after them. But at the end of the day, these, these placements are really effective. I think we should start talking to Microsoft about how they're thinking about incorporating uh, ChatGPT and OpenAI into their Bing search because it will represent a different way of doing search. Now, there are some, I, I was reading some things this morning, there are some things that will limit ChatGPT in terms of search, not the least of which is there isn't a clear path to monetization. When you think about Google, the people who are paying Google for placement is the websites, 
right? So when you do a search, there's paid websites and then there's the ones that rank highly. The ones who are paid are for every search that happens on that term, Google's getting some money. ChatGPT doesn't answer with, hey, here's five sites or 10 sites or 20 sites who are all potential clients. It answers with, here's the answer to your question. And that is, it's, it's a little hard to figure out where that gets monetized. And so there's, there's a little work to do there. You know, in, in terms of AI, I think this really solidifies Microsoft as a strong AI partner for healthcare. Google is already a strong AI partner for healthcare. Make no mistake, Google's been spending a lot of money on AI. They have a lot of tools around AI, but this moves Microsoft into that category. And we already have agreements with Microsoft. We already have a lot of our data out there in Azure. Potentially, we're talking about putting Epic in Azure. And so it represents a significant opportunity for you to work with Microsoft to utilize the OpenAI technologies as they start rolling them out. And it's probably worth a conversation. I mean, the large AMCs, if you're utilizing Microsoft today, you should be having those conversations if they are not already approaching you about those conversations. The, the smaller players, I would just keep an eye on this. I mean, if you are, you know, don't have a ton of money to invest and whatnot, I would still keep an eye on this. This represents a new way of approaching data, a new way of approaching engagement, as we talked about earlier, engagement with patients, engagement with clinicians. It is a conversational approach that is unique. It's dynamic. It's unique. And, you know, I talked about this earlier this week in our chat GPT conversation on the Today Show. But, you know, there was a physician who told me they essentially that another physician in their health system had it write a referral with citations, submitted it, and it got approved. All right. So that's the power of this thing. It's it's, you know, you've just taken a process that may take somebody anywhere from, you know, 20 minutes to an hour and you've just essentially ratcheted it all the way down to like three minutes, five minutes. And so we're returning real time back to the clinicians when it is needed most. All right, so that's my rundown on this. I think it's a great time to have a conversation with Microsoft. Their investment really solidifies OpenAI. Their investment in OpenAI, AI, I think, really catapults them forward into the category with Google and their the conversations we used to have about Google and their AI platforms and capabilities. And I think, you know, if we educate it with our data sets, it can be a really powerful platform. I would also look at it, if I were TrueVeta, I'd be looking at it. If I were Epic and their Cosmos database, I'd be looking at it. And, you know, unless they're going to build all this stuff themselves, Epic probably will. TrueVeta may not. But anyway, there's an opportunity here to partner with Microsoft, especially since former Microsoft people are involved in TrueVeta. Just a thought. That's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, you could do us a great favor and shoot them a note. Let them know that you are listening to the show and that they can subscribe wherever they listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We're everywhere. And if you can't find us there, go ahead to our website, thisweekhealth.com. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.